In this episode, we're going to be talking about how to notice if your friend is developing an eating disorder, as well as when I notice my eating disorder. Hi and welcome to today's episode of ED and Me. We have a special guest today, Emma. Hi. And we're going to be talking about how to help a friend with an eating disorder. When was the moment that you kind of turned around to yourself and thought, okay, I think I've got an eating disorder? My ber- So on my birthday, and it was my 16th birthday, so it's ages ago. <laughs> I, like, already knew, like, a bit... Like, I knew something was strange because I wasn't like everyone else. Like, I remember leading up to that birthday, I would, like... I kept saying to myself, like, I'm only allowed, like, one bad food a day. So I'd, like... And I'd never have it at school, so I'd come home and I'd have my one bad food and that would be it for the day. And that was, like, leading up... So that was in, like, November before my 16th birthday. And then it got to, like, my birthday and I thought, right, I'm not having anything bad bad during the week so I'll only have bad stuff on the weekend but then at this point I just thought I'm kind of just trying to be healthy kind of thing but it just got more and more restrictive so it'd kind of be like okay fine I'll only have bad food on the weekend and it would only be like Friday nights kind of thing and then it just got more and more and more and then it was my birthday and I wasn't allowed to eat anything bad on the lead up to my birthday and I remember at that point thinking hang on like is this weird or is this normal like Mm. is everyone like restrictive And then it got to the point in, like, January of the following year where I was, like, if I ate anything bad, I would immediately have to do exercise kind of thing. So I remember, like, because obviously, like, at school, they had those really nice brownies. Oh, yeah. The brownies were so good. (laughs) 50p. Yeah. And um, I literally had to, like, force myself not to have them because I wanted one. And this was in, this was still in year... Year 10. No, oh, no, we're in year 11 at this point. Year 11. <laughs> yeah, so this was coming up to exam time, and I was literally not having anything sweet, or if I was, I was, like, massively exercising. Yeah, yeah so and yeah, so I was just massively exercising after anything bad I eat, ate, and then it had been a while, and I really hadn't had anything until we, my, me and my mum went shopping um, in yeah, town, and we were going to Tenerife in February, and I didn't have any, like, bikinis, because I didn't think I went on holiday the year before. So we went out. We're trying on bikinis, and I showed my mum this one bikini, and she literally—it's actually really sad—but she literally just started crying because she like, because I'd literally lost so much weight in between basically my birthday and February, so it's like what two months? Yeah, I'd lost so much weight, and she was like, "What the like? I don't understand like how you've lost that much weight." And I think then I kind of thought, actually, this is quite weird now. Like maybe I shouldn't be like eating that little, but the thing is. I feel like when you, like, lose weight like that, I got a lot of compliments from people, like, basically saying I looked nice. And, like, I think that just fueled it. So I never... I was kind of like, yeah, that is a bit weird, but also, like, people are telling me I look nice or whatever. So I just thought it was, like, normal. And obviously, like, I didn't know anything was wrong with me, so I just thought it was okay. And even when I went to the doctor, actually, like, because my mum took me to the doctor because she was, like, concerned about how much weight I'd lost. And he basically told me I was fine because, like... You know, like, BMI? Mm. He basically said, you're fine until you get to a BMI of 14. And I I think at this point I was, like, like 16, which is, like, a lot below healthy. I think 18 is healthy. 
and he basically turned around to me and said yeah I struggle putting on weight too and um you're fine but you just need to eat a bit more because he I didn't think he understood it so it was always like reinforced that there was nothing actually wrong with me yeah so I don't know if I ever genuinely realized until I was like woke up in hospital which is horrible but Mm. yeah yeah I remember like that <laughs> do you remember much of it because obviously yeah. like, I feel like I lost touch with like see I don't think you did do you not no I think that was it was very confusing actually because I do remember that's why I'm so surprised it was so late on for because in my head I think I just thought it started in year 10 I think that's because I never really understood how like it could possibly happen so quickly and I think that was the issue because it was almost too late by the time we realized because I remember we were at levers like the because we had we went to like that levers do and I remember I wasn't I almost didn't go because I was so like ill by this point yeah that was in June yeah yeah that was yeah that was in June and I was so ill at this point that I literally couldn't really I don't know when I started getting actual help because obviously I went to the doctors for ages yeah and then, because it, I think I literally deteriorated. It was February until, and then I went into hospital in July. And I think I weighed, like, I was, like, a healthy weight. Like, probably, like, nine stone. Like, a bit over nine stone. But to be fair, you're not necessarily, like, too short, too tall. No. You're quite, average. like, you're an average height. Yeah. Which means that, obviously, weight, it depends. Well, you said, you know, BMI. Yeah, It yeah. depends on your ratio. And to be honest with you, what you deem to be a, an ideal weight looks different to somebody who's of a different height to you. Yeah, that is very true. Um, so it's quite concerning, obviously, when the doctor can't really look at you and say, oh, hang on a minute. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what... I, just don't, I think because I acted like there was nothing wrong with me Yeah. for so long. Like, I just kept going like I was normal. Like, I kept coming out like I was normal. Was it more that school. you, like... You didn't want to believe it, or you were just kind of oblivious to it. It just felt like right, like in my head. Like I don't, I don't really know how to explain it. It just kind of, I don't. I think because obviously it was like exams and like year eleven. I think I just got really hyper focused on my exams that it kind of was just like in the background. Like I didn't feel super skinny or anything like that. I just felt like kind of normal. Mm. Like I felt quite nice. Like I remember people like complimenting me as I said. And I just felt, like, kind of normal and nice and just, like, gone with life. Like, and because no one really said anything. No. At all. Like, even when my mum took me to the doctor, because obviously my parents said something, but even when they took me to the doctor, that was kind of, like, shut down. So even though no one said anything, I just kind of got on with life. To the point where I was literally, like, you couldn't really not face it. Yeah, and then it was, by then it was kind of too late because you'd got into the habit of feeling the way you do about it yeah I think the thing is like I think everyone else can see it but you and I so do you really think that nobody noticed whatsoever I don't know if I think that I just know that I don't remember anyone saying anything apart from my parents who made it quite obvious like I don't remember anyone at school saying anything like that apart from it being good apart from the, the old compliment I got yeah but I suppose the problem is is the instant reaction you get to someone when you see that they've lost weight you automatically assume that it's in a good positive light they've done it healthily as it were yeah on purpose on purpose and it's kind of like that's your response straight away and even if you lost weight even a little bit 
and it wasn't to the extreme that it got to, people could still pursue that as, oh, you still look... Yeah, oh, that's what she's aiming for, that's yeah. what she's wanted to do kind of thing, yeah. I suppose, it's just... Yeah, I don't know. It's because I think over Christmas, the Christmas break, and especially over the February break, I think I lost a lot of weight to the point where the compliments kind of stopped. So it, mm. they were in, like, probably, like, December, January time, where it was kind of like, oh, you look nice, like, you look, like, healthy and stuff. To the point where it got to February, it kind of just stopped, I suppose. And I don't, like... And I don't remember anyone really saying anything mm. after that. Yeah, I suppose the timing's quite awkward as well because where you were saying you started to have these sort of thoughts around the same time that you're getting compliments. Yeah. It just so happened to coincide with uh, yeah, probably pushed it. Yeah, the compliments reinforced the eating disorder. And I think a lot of people find that when I've spoken to a lot of people on Instagram or even people that I was in hospital with, they do they did tend to say that they did get complimented and it does just reinforce that need to lose weight. I look nice if I lose weight. Like I don't, like I'm ugly if I'm fat kind of feeling. And I definitely think the compliments reinforce that. Maybe that drove it to be as quick as it was. Because it was only really from February to July that I I was hospitalised in July. So it's only, what, four months in between that time? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, four or five months. Yeah. Yeah, that's quite... Quick. quite quick because like as I was saying earlier I think before I was a healthy BMI of 18 and by the time I went into hospital I'd I think I'd lost over 25 kilograms yeah I think you said at one point that you were what around five or six stones I was less like than that. five stone yeah which is obviously ridiculous because like you think of five stones like a what seven year old child like oh gosh, yeah. to be at the height I, I what I'm five foot four. Oh, you're taller I'm than that five five I don't <laughs> you're know taller I than always that. say a higher hey, look, I always say I'm taller people are like you're not that tall you are okay, you're five, you're five, easily then. five 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 and a half five okay and so half. to be five five and to be five stone is obviously quite concerning yeah but but it's just weird that nobody. Like, because I, rem- I do remember saying something, but it's awkward because you don't want to be... I didn't want to make you feel more insecure than you obviously... Not obviously were, but... You didn't want to point out yeah, what was already obvious. And, yeah, and then you'd be insecure about that, feel worse, and make the situation worse. I mean, I... the, the What made me, the point that properly got me and shocked me as a friend was when and I remember this so distinctly the first time is we were outside during lunch and you turned round to me and we were talking and I just noticed your lips were blue oh. and I remember oh. saying to you once I, it was only the first time I saw it because I thought I didn't want to push it and I said to you Meggie, are you okay? Your lips look blue. Do you know you know why they're blue? And at this point, do you think I was quite underweight or not really? Yeah, I think by that point, I definitely Cause that is noticed a, a difference of being underweight. Obviously, like getting, like because I getting hairier arms and having blue lips is obviously a sign because your body is just like cold because there's yeah. nothing keeping you warm, right? Yeah, like I noticed. I did notice that. I don't remember that at yeah. all. Yeah, genuinely. It, don't. On it, honest, I yeah, it's it's one of the moments where I think, do I wish I said more? Yes, but then, my intentions behind it, I didn't want to. And at this point, though, did you think I was just 
in a in a because obviously like I feel like all teenage girls because I know my sister went through it before me she went through a phase of not eating losing loads of weight like wouldn't have dinner wouldn't she just went through a phase of like not eating and I feel like a lot of girls you know around the 15 16 oh I oh I haven't had lunch today like oh I haven't had dinner like like go through that phase of like trying to like starve themselves because I I don't know if they think it's attractive like I don't know if they think it draws attention to them I don't know if you know anyone that's done that Mm. but I definitely knew that and I don't know if people thought I was just going through a phase like that or if I was going because as I said my sister went through it and I think that's what my parents thought it was originally and then I don't I don't know at what point it became actually no like she's this isn't normal because I don't know as a 16 year old yeah succeed you have a succeed at this point yes um <laughs> if you'd if you even knew what anorexia was kind of thing yeah I think it wasn't necessarily not knowing about it being a thing it was just more of you never think it's going to hit so close to home yeah in that extreme sense especially that's quickly as well yeah I mean I noticed for probably a couple of months differences and I know this sounds really bizarre and I think it's because I have quite you know if you notice some like you think people are noticing something about you you then kind of automatically notice it about them yeah so for example like you were saying with you know, you cut back on lunches and stuff like that. Like, I'd kind of got into... Every, as you said, everyone does yeah. it. And I, I I, would get kind of concerns and be like, oh, have I got... What have I got for... like, You know, are people judging me on what I've chosen? And I would see when we're all eating. Like, can you remember when... It must have been in about the spring of year 11 when me, you and a couple of the other girls would go and sit inside some lunches and breaks instead of outside with the rest of the group. Yeah. And we'd have a little, you know, chat, catch up. And it was it was quite nice, that intimate environment every now and again. Yeah. And I would notice that um, some days, like, you started with, like, rolls and things like that. And then it kind of downgraded to, like, rap but you wouldn't always eat at all yeah and then it would downgrade it would keep going down and down until it got to like rice cakes and you wouldn't eat them and it was stuff like that and I know it sounds like I'm just kind of saying it but I did genuinely well you obviously noticed yeah so I did and it slowed and it was like an evolution over like so many weeks but I did notice it yeah and I did like I was concerned because I was thinking oh she's not eating but I didn't necessarily link it to any sort of problem problem I think because as you're explaining how quick it turned and it did it happened so quickly that you just don't have time to no process it yeah so obviously it was our exam season and everything so not only did I have my mind on that you had your mind on that so like I don't I don't hold any like grudges on people that didn't notice because like I, if it had been me in that in their shoes and your shoes, I don't think I necessarily would have noticed. Mm-hmm. And for me, like you were saying earlier about your like lunch, you being worried about. I think this is the difference with people that have anorexia and don't. It's because you're you're saying you're worried about being judged by what you eat and and like if you don't eat or if you do eat, like being like just concerned about it. Whereas for me, it was kind of like I didn't want to eat the food. I tried really hard not to eat the food and I genuinely did not care it didn't even pass my mind what other people might think yeah about if I ate that food or not because it was more important to me 
that I didn't didn't eat it. I don't know if that makes sense. No, no, no. I I completely get you. And it's just, I think the reason, like, probably I personally felt like that is because from probably, like, around that time, I'd already been, like, a year into kind of being very anxious and I'm I'm paranoid and that's kind of... Carried on. Carried on. I mean, I'm still... I still have, like, issues with that and I think that's probably why I very conscious about what everyone's thinking of me hence why but I completely understand your different attitude towards food than to myself because it for me it wasn't necessarily about the food itself it's about the wider picture yeah like and that's that's the difference but I completely I think you're completely right when you say that that was the distinguishing factor yeah and it's probably why I notice as opposed to other people and I might be wrong you know if you spoke to anyone else in our especially in our intimate group of girls at the time they might say similar to me in the sense that they notice but they might not notice those little things that I did so when I was losing weight and like as I got smaller and came closer to hospital I suppose did you notice a change in my personality do you think I closed off from you at all because I think one of the key things for people with anorexia is they get quite they can isolate themselves quite a lot because obviously mm-hmm. like especially when you have I don't want to say quite bad anorexia because obviously all bad anorexia is bad but like when you're quite deep into the illness it's very all-consuming yeah like I remember days where I'd only think about I mean it was a long time but I remember times where I'd only think about the food I was going to eat that day and no, no one or nothing else and obviously, like, I was still friends with you during when I was ill. So I just wondered, really, like, did you notice a, like, change of personality? Like, obviously, I was in hospital for a long time, so... I don't know your mm-hmm. thoughts on that. Um, honestly, like, at school, I didn't notice any difference. Like, to me, our group was our group. Like, we'd spend every day together. Yeah. And it was completely normal. Um you know our friendship didn't change and you know and obviously you from your end feeling you know very isolated as you said yourself like that may be a different case but from the outside perspective everything was completely normal I didn't think that we were growing apart or anything like that I thought we were just as close as we ever have been um I did notice like when we were outside of school sometimes if we were hanging out with a group either you know you'd be a a little bit quieter than usual but nothing that really screamed to me there's something wrong the problem is with us being only 16 at the time is there's not a lot you can really do outside of certain activities you know when we used to go down Nodesway Park like all the time we'd do this we'd do that we'd go around each other's houses but I noticed a lot of the activities that we do do at that age is surrounding food. It definitely is. And do you remember we had a friendship group and we called it Food Club? Yes. And that was, like, on the cusp of really when I wasn't yeah. well. That was in about April, I think, we were doing things in this little group, Food Club. Yeah, and that's all we could do because, like, yeah. what do you do when you're 16? Yeah, you know, hard. You go to the... Every, everything's revolving around food. food and drink. Even now sometimes it's like yeah, that. Yeah, like, it, it really is. I mean... It's difficult, and I definitely noticed you feeling uncomfortable, especially when it was towards the latter end of this kind of period, so towards, like, June, July, when you were a lot worse, as it were. 
um, I definitely noticed a change and I felt guilty, but there wasn't much you could do. I could do because yeah, like what I didn't talk about it today. No, and this is the thing, like it was very difficult because I remember having a conversation with the girls about it. Um and again this must have been June and it was it was difficult because we were like, Well, we don't want to not invite you and not have you included yeah. but then we didn't want to invite you and then make it any situations worse yeah so it was you're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place because how do you approach it so you feel comfortable and don't feel pressured into eating or not eating yeah and it's affecting you being able to hang out with us for you not for us for us we don't mind you sat there not you know. I guess I guess the thing is as well, like you were saying earlier about when I first like realised I had an eating disorder. Yeah. And like I kinda of said I didn't really realise until I woke up in hospital. And like and obviously like you're saying like you didn't want to make me feel uncomfortable by inviting me. Mm. Whereas the thing is, by this point, I hadn't realised I had an eating disorder. So for me Well I even still have... in, in the summer. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't have known that you'd know. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, I... So for me, yeah. it would have been... You would have invited me, and I would have come, and I would have been... Like I said earlier, I never felt the need to, like, oh, I'm really worried about what I'm going to eat, because it wasn't important. What yeah. was important is what I wasn't going to eat. So if you'd invite... Like, if you'd invited me, like, you didn't want me to feel left out, so you'd invited me along, even though you thought I was going to be uncomfortable, it just wasn't the case, because for me, I in my head, I didn't have an eating disorder, which means you didn't know I had an eating disorder, which means I didn't care what you thought of what I ate or not. Does that make sense? No, I completely get you. I just found that sometimes, I don't know, maybe it's just me being more attentive. That's not me criticising anybody else. But 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 I could definitely notice, like, even... I think we might have been round my house once and we all had, like, pizza. And I think I could notice... I, I could sense you feeling uncomfortable, even though if yeah. you if you weren't necessarily deliberately feeling that, yeah. I could feel the uncomfort, like the discomfort in. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, because... and you saying, "Oh, I've already eaten at home." Like I've like that line, like that really resonated with me, and that really every time you said it anywhere Did we I say were, it a lot? yeah, like I completely, I was, <laughs> I knew you were lying, yeah, and I was just sat there and I just felt just so upset for you yeah like what do you do like I can't you know and I I even remember like when we're around like together and we're having like snacky bits and even something like healthy like grapes and you wouldn't and I'd almost like for not force you but (laughs) I would no it sounds it sounds awful now but I would kind of encourage you to eat I'd offer I'd offer you food so I'd say oh Meg do you want another grape? Yeah. I do that quite often throughout the night. I'll try to be like as if I wasn't deliberately doing it, but only because I knew for a fact that when you told me that, oh, it's okay, I've eaten around my mum's or I've eaten around my dad's, I knew for a fact that wasn't true and I know that you hadn't eaten probably for most of the day. Do you know what's funny as well? I probably would have said that to you and then gone home and said to my mum, oh, I've eaten at my friend's. Yeah. That's the thing. I, I completely, like... That it was to me, 
you were so transparent. Like, honest <laughs> to God. secretive world. Yeah, like, you <laughs> thought you were being sly, but I was just there, like, no, you're really not. And I would, I wouldn't make, and this is the thing, like, I wouldn't force, force you yeah. or call you out on it because I knew that that wasn't going to help anything. I felt that the only thing that I could do and be actually quite proactive in doing what I wanted to achieve and that was to get you to eat was to offer you bits and pieces and to be honest if I knew that you'd had like say a handful of those grapes and maybe two digestives at least I know that that's a handful of grapes two digestives more than what you would have had if I hadn't a lot yeah if I hadn't been like and it wasn't to be mean or to be like oh you need to you know it wasn't yeah, it, it wasn't in a malicious way it was just because I knew you hadn't and I thought you need some sort of like energy you need something something and did you like do you remember at any point like talking to the like other girls about it like do you remember them noticing because it like sounds to me like I don't think we've really like spoken about like this much before no but it sounds to me like you were quite on it from probably January-ish time like you were quite aware kind of thing did that? Do you think the other girls kind of noticed as much? Did you like talk like not like obviously not mm. talk about my home? No, yeah. no, yeah. I I get what you're saying. Um, not at that early on. No. I think we only really started discussing it probably around late May, which is obviously quite late. It's quite it? late, yeah, yeah, because as I said, you know, when it happened and it happened so quickly and it was almost too late, it was almost impossible to ignore yeah. the physical differences and almost once you'd spotted that then you'd spot, spot something, else. something else and it kind of escalated like that um and we did talk about it but again the issue is is you don't really you you hear a lot about eating disorders and what they are what the different types are and the typical features of them but you never hear about it is in how to approach approach it how to kind of recover from it like as you suffering from it and as a friend watching it how do you go about it in a way I mean you said yourself you didn't even think that you had it and that surprises me because I thought you would have been more aware not necessarily back in January, February time, but at least around a similar time that we noticed it. And yeah. I didn't want to be too... Forward. Forward about it and blatant and make you feel uncomfortable because I thought you were aware. And it... I'm... Yeah, I wish I'd have known that you weren't. So then I could have been a bit more honest with you and known where you were. You know, it's... <laughs> did you, like... this? Obviously, this is, like... Like, I don't... Because, obviously, I haven't been in the position that you've been in. Mm. But at any point, did you think, should we tell... Like, because, obviously, we're at school. Should we tell a teacher? Should we talk to Meg's parents? Like, Hannah, because Hannah's my sister. Did you think that at any point? Or was it kind of just, like... Did it... Because, obviously, like, as we've said, like, it did happen so quickly. So, yeah. I'm like, obviously, like, it's hard. And, like, it's exams and it was some, hol- like, holidays and stuff. But... Yeah. I think um, when it came to school... I don't think there's an awful lot the school could have done. I mean, we were quite aware of the fact. Yeah, so I did say earlier, actually, that I don't remember anyone actually saying anything. And then I just remembered when we were just talking about school, is I remember one teacher took me out of my tutor, and it was quite... 
and I think this was near the end of term like this was like getting on like late May early June kind of time and she actually took me out of my um lesson and took me into this like little meeting room and she actually said like Meg like are you okay like you're and she was the first person, not in my family, to yeah. say something. And I think at that point I did, and she would kind of like, she, and she actually cried. And it was really like, and it kind of like shocked me because I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I don't really understand, like I'm fine kind of thing. Yeah. And I sat there and I said, I'm fine. I don't know if you don't, I don't know why you're worried kind of thing. And I think in the back of my head at this point, I kind of thought, actually... I don't think I'm fine. This is a bit strange. But I kind of just was like, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to get it over as quick as possible. Yeah. But, and that is the only thing the school, well, not even the school, that's the only thing she did for me. But like, yeah, I I definitely think that the school could have had some more impact on the situation. Yeah. I think the difficulty is as well is, you're saying May, June time, we're about to leave school. So it's, if that was say a year earlier perhaps more could have been done because you would have been in there care for longer I don't know I mean I never talking to the girls about it we never really came to a consensus that we'd need to speak to the school but then the school never really had that kind of support system that we were aware of so in our head it wasn't the school was never somewhere that we could go to for support so we didn't think oh you know I think we assumed that by the time it got really bad, we, I, I think we didn't realise how bad it was. Yeah. And the thing is, when you're seeing, like, we were seeing each other, weren't we? Like, every, every single day. day. And you don't notice the little change, and you don't. And it's not until you kind of look back and you think, oh, my gosh. And that's probably why the teacher went up to you and spoke to you because if she's not seeing you frequently, if she's not your regular PE teacher, if she's not this, and then she sees you, it's almost like a shock. Yeah. And it is because you don't see that. And it's probably why no one really close to you perhaps said anything because you weren't overweight or anything originally. Like you were, you've always been like very slim and, you know, a good healthy weight. So it's, the drastic change, it was still, you know, large, but because you weren't overly, overly yeah. you know, it's, the the difference is, it's not until you look back on, say, photographs and stuff like that, and you think, oh. That photo yeah. you took, because uh, it's my birthday the other week. Yes. And you made that photo book for Yes. Me. Do you remember that photo? Do you know the photo I'm I know about? exactly yeah. which one you're on about. On our um, Leavers Day. Yeah. And I hate that photo of you. I do. Because it just... It's so obvious. It's so obvious, yeah. And it's just so... Like, I'm just so sad, like, for you in the sense that it was just awful. I mean, and I felt... I felt like I had to put it in because it was... (laughs) No, no, no. Not, like, not in a horrible way. But it was just... Because it was our leaving day, it's like I felt... I've got to put... It's such a momentous day as much as it's an awkward and I did feel I did feel good I even putting I it wasn't something that I'm like I'm gonna put that in it was I did I did think about it for ages in the back of my head like should I put it in should I not and then I thought no this is a a book I've made of our friendship from day one to now it's important 
And we're going to end it there this week. Emma will be back for another episode of How to Help My Friend with an Eating Disorder. But for now, thank you for listening.